Hey guys, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about our How to Charge a Client Guide, our 54-page digital download book that will teach you how to secure more money from your clients. From working with local businesses to some of the biggest celebrities and brands in the world, I will teach you everything I've learned about charging my clients over the past 10 plus years of my career as a freelance creator. In this guide, I walk through the process of charging clients step by step, explaining exactly how I analyze, negotiate, and land higher paying job opportunities. If you're interested in making more money as a creator, head over to shopbwnc.com and get the guide now. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the Black Widow Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning, we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World. This is my co-host, David Malave. What's happening, Dave? Nothing, man. Excited for this episode. Uh, I agree. Um, today's topic is called One Major Tip to Accelerate Your Growth as a Creator. Um, we reference this in a past Patreon bonus morning roast episode. We do those every single month. We called our homie VFX legend, J.R. Strickland, and he brought up a really good point on that call during that episode. And he said, if you're a perfectionist, you will never finish. You have to know when it is good enough, Um, which is a solid ass line. I feel like we all deal with that. So we're going to talk about how to use that mentality to accelerate your growth as a creator. Um, But first, if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, you're probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode. The second most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Take some fucking notes, you bitch. All right, yo, so today our special guest, like I said in the intro, is J.R. Strickland. He's been on the podcast before. If you're an OG, you know. Episode, what, like seven? Six or five? Seven. Six or seven. Or Six seven. or seven. He was on early, early guest on the podcast. This dude's won two VMAs because his VFX is so fire that they literally gave him a v, uh, <laughs> an award. I don't know if he has it because it probably melt in the whole fire process of being ill, but... JR is a legend, and we're glad you're on the call, dog. What's happening? Yo, what's up? What's up? How's everybody going? Doing? <laughs> I, now I have like keypads with like sound effects and shit, which is a problem. Oh, it's I a, thought you had a. I thought you had an audience. <laughs> no, we don't have a live audience. I wish, bro, but uh, <laughs> I could do this. Yo, this is like Ben's like a kid in a candy store with this thing. I'm I am, you. bro. This new mixer oh, no. thing. This new mixer is amazing. But, bro, what's happening? How you doing? No, I'm going to get that mixer just for regular phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Especially business meetings, because business meeting phone calls are so boring. Man, yeah, I know. That's, that's really funny if you just start adding like sound effects into your business. <laughs> to your business. Uh, they're like, what do you think, JR? Do you, do you think this is a good idea? It will work? Or? Someone spits like a, a long-ass idea, and then you hit them with crickets. <laughs> yeah, just cricket sound effects. Yeah, you're just like, they're like, so what do you think of the idea, JR? No, and you're just like... Let's recreate it. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, let's get to this shit, bro. All right. Yo, so, I'll yeah, set up. <clears throat> so we called you last time and I think we were more talking about finishing. We were like, how do you find motivation or like, what's your methods of like finishing projects, especially if they're passion projects. Um, and then through talking that we, you said something really dope and I wrote it down and then now we're trying to talk about it. And that was, uh, <laughs> he said, if you're a perfectionist, you will never finish. You have to know when it's good enough. And I think this is uh, really dope because I think I struggle with this a lot when Ben makes fun of me. I think and, we all uh, struggle with it. You know, and every mean? creator does because yeah. I think I think a lot of creators pride themselves on being a perfectionist. You know, it's like yeah, um, exactly. you know, it's like oh, I'm paying attention to every single little detail and I'm I'm gonna do it till the shot's perfect, or I'm gonna sit here and make and tweak the littlest things. And I feel like um, we want to we want to talk about how maybe letting go of that can be a huge factor in like accelerating your growth. Um, and you know, I know you probably are very perfection, uh, like very into like super detailed, like overanalyzing things, especially in VFX. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, man. It's like I I, I know that coming up, you just are taught like you just instinctually you like it's it's intuitive. Like it's got to be perfect. I got to be the best I can be. Practice makes perfect. All this stuff, and then you know it starts prohibiting you from being the best that you can be so it's counterintuitive to say it and I don't want people thinking like oh just put weak shit out there like right. just be weak you know what I mean but it does come a point where it tilts the scale and I noticed uh, I might have mentioned this before but like when I was really struggling creatively I started painting and studying painting I was like why is painting even important and then um, once I started studying it and I started drawing again like I did when I was a kid I realized that now when I draw, I'm like so critical. Like I'm so in my head. Like, oh, this doesn't even look good. Like, oh, do I know what I'm doing? This doesn't, you know, this looks weak. I, I, I got to start over. Especially when you start drawing with a pen or something or start painting because right. you can't really erase as simple. But when I was five or six, I never had any of those doubts in my mind. You know? Yeah. It was just like color. And if you mess up, it was like, okay. But you still like, you know, so I think I think in, in doing that and then my girlfriend at the time, we started painting together and she would just start painting like and I'm sitting there still with a blank canvas. I didn't even start. And she's like creating this beautiful art. And she's like, there are, there are no mistakes. And if she just messes up, she just keeps going or goes over it. So I'm like, wow, I am really in my head now to where it's stopping me from even even starting a painting because I'm so afraid of making the wrong mark. Right. Damn. And That's then I crazy started pushing myself past that. Yeah. Yeah. Like as kids, man, we, we have no expectations and we have no boundaries to anxiety. So there's like the fear of putting something out and being criticized isn't that common for your youth until you get to like junior high and high school. I remember being in junior high and there, and I was in art class too. And I'd be drawing. I thought it was, I, I had so much fun drawing at the time. And then I look over at the kid yeah. that's next to me is doing this insane anime thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then oh, that's a good point. it was yeah. over with. And then my fear wrote in that I know for a fact, I'm not meant to be a drawer. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't be, <laughs> should not be putting like a pencil to paper because I'll never have it looking like this kid's shit over here. You know what I mean? That's a good point because my, my comparing painting is like, uh, Monet and like, you know what I mean? It's like crazy artists in history. Right. And she's just painting whatever she wants. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that comparison 
is and what do you think Dave like that comparison of like to other people because I know sometimes in the group people are like I don't want to post my video you know in Black with No Cream like I don't want to post my video because like there are people in here that are crazy and we're like no post it right right get feedback get over that so that comparison might be one of the things that's prohibiting people from actually yeah I think I think it's it's such an interesting conversation because um for example speaking for myself like I think I pride myself on being like extremely attentive to the details and like really caring about the little things um, and having a high standard and all that stuff. And I feel like everyone can relate to that. Um, and I think there's greatness in that. But then to the painting analogy, it's like you hold yourself to the, such a high standard and you're so attentive to like what you're creating that it's causing you not to do what you like to do or to do the thing that's half of the battle, which is releasing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can't tell right. you how many times I have, how many, how much content I have just that I just don't share cause on my, on my feed or wherever, because I just don't think it's good enough. Whereas Ben, Ben tells me all the time. He's like, dude, just send it. Like who cares? Because it's like, oh, yeah. because it's like, you can't, if you hold everything to yourself, you never get the feedback that you want. And you, and that's half the battle. I feel like you can, you get the fulfillment from creating, but Mm-hmm. If it's holding you from sharing, then that's then you're not oh, like that. Yeah. That's the purpose of art. I feel like, and I think that'll you can over your yeah, like, and you can overanalyze little things that so many little things that you don't put it out, but also you can overanalyze to the point where you don't even start. You know, like oh, if this if it's not going to set up to be perfect, then I don't want to do it. And I wasn't right. even dealing with that with this week because I'm trying to do a project and I'm, I'm telling Ben like, yo, I don't know how I'm going to make this look good. Like, it's not like I have that many resources. And he's like, dude, you can do it. Just, just like, you're going to make it look cool. Just be simplistic with it. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, it's like, don't I'm, I'm, letting, yeah, I'm letting, I'm letting my idea of like, oh, I want it to be this standard, like impede me from going out and making something cool with what I have and just making it with something with what I have. You know what I mean? Dave was literally looking at this project like, damn, do I, I'm going to have to like bust into my, my earnings, like my rate to try to make this thing insane. I'm like, don't do that. I mean, you do it when it needs it, right? Like there's times where you should fully invest and sometimes you break, you break even on projects and things like that because, um, it, it is what it is. You're investing into your craft. Like I knew when I was on Q's tour that I couldn't shoot him anymore on an 85 millimeter lens, a fixed lens. And he, cause he kept getting too close to the camera. I was like, fuck, I need a, I need something better than this. And, and some, a solution was a 24 70. That shit was like $2,300. And I was like, ah, uh, fuck it. And I invested in that. And honestly, that was probably like two months earning on that tour. Cause I was making trash pay, yeah. right. but like it was worth it for me to take the L because my product ended up being better and I was able to invest that way. But sometimes you don't have to, like you can make certain things work and you don't want to over, like sometimes I think we feel like we, and I see this a lot on music videos and Jerry, you can, you can tie into this too. Cause it's like, we see all the money that gets spent on projects, uh, to please the clients you know what I mean? For like, say a music video, right. they want to please the clients. Right. They want cool chairs. They want all these things. They want monitors and all this shit for, for the, the execs to come through and sit down and they want it. They, that's a standard that they've set. And then all of a sudden your budget's being just minimized because you have to buy all these extra things or you have to, you, you could probably oh, shoot yeah. it on a, a $5,000 camera, but instead you shoot it on a hundred thousand dollar camera because the client is going to walk in. They're going to look at it and be, we talked about this before we got on the call with you, JR. I was like, the client's going to walk in and look at you and be like, what the fuck is this? We paid all this money and you're using this tiny ass camera. But the reality is the result. Yeah. If you can create the result, yeah. 
then it doesn't matter how it got built. You know what I mean? It's it's how does the final product look? And if you believe in the final product, you're going to create something amazing. And that client at the end of the day, they may be upset when they see that, or they may doubt you in that moment when they see that money not being spent on that, the question where I win or whatever, but that money is better mm-hmm. in my pocket because watch what I do with this thing on a lower end scale or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many ways you can look at it. Yeah. Like that. That's fire. I also want well, to, yeah, sorry, the, go sorry, on. Go I think that's the psychology of it. It's like, you, you do got to understand the psychological aspects of, of everything we're doing. I, I know there's a lot of talented people and, you know, they know work hard and get good at your craft. Well, some of them, some of them know that. <laughs> but there's also the other side of, like, understand the psychology and when that needs to be uh, employed. So there are times where you might be a little younger or something, right? And you might be like, oh, I'm only 19, 20, how do I, whatever. And doing some of those things, like having directed shares or a monitor, might make the client trust you more in a situation like that to where it gives you the credibility. Right. But then there's other times where it, it looks completely stupid because you should be keeping it on the screen, like you said. Right. So it's understanding when is that an, when is it an advantage to have that, and, and then how do you articulate to the client that? Because right. a lot of it is just communication. So I feel like you know how to say Hey, yo, we don't need all that. Like, we just need this. It's going to be dope. And jack them up about right. it. And they're like, oh, right. okay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But if you, but if you don't do it that way, then it's like, you know, if you power to them, like, oh yeah, we should do that. We should do that. If you break stuff down and understand how people think and just understand like your biggest job is to buy you time so that you can create how you know how to create and just buy time till they see the final product. Because once they see the final product, they're going to do whatever you want. Next. Right. They don't, they, like you said, they don't care how it's done. So sometimes it's buying time. You know, like once they see this, they're going to go crazy. Right. They, uh, circling back on like what we were talking about earlier. I think when, when we look at it from like us, let's take our, take ourselves out of the client scenario and just go back to creating to create. Right. And when we overanalyze, like for example, like Dave will literally sit here and be like, changing pers- like just tweaking the scale of an image he's like is this is this centered and like he'll just stare at it for fucking like oh, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes i'm like bro that 20 minutes is so much more valuable of you take you could have had a better shit if you would you know what i mean like there's so yeah, much right, stuff that right. you could do with that 20 minutes but like i see so many people fear um you right. know the quality standard of it but like we had a guest on here not too long ago red gaskell and in that episode he talked about this video that he made where he like it was a client video and he shot the client's video and it was all about some guy's woodworking shop or whatever in New York City and cool he did it he made the edit around what they requested and then he knew that the footage was really cool and he had an idea to make a more cinematic version of that and he sat on it and I think he said he sat on it for like several months before he ever ended up doing anything with it but over the holiday he hopped in edited it to a song finding the song took the most time and then he just chopped the edit up and put it on Twitter right? Just to post. It was just like, Hey, here's something I did. That one video that he didn't think was anything worthy of like his time. And it took him months to even hop on it. Ended up booking him like several client jobs, like high paying client jobs. Cause they saw oh, it and they wow. liked it. And it even got us talking again. Cause me and him started talking about, yo, we should do this for in the field and black window cream and like blah, blah, blah. So it's crazy what the power of just releasing stuff, even if you're uncertain, I'm not saying that he doubted his content, but just to put something out there, the the way you get back is so powerful, what it can do for your business, what it can do for your for your fan base or whatever you want to call that, et cetera. Like it's, it's Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> this is like a journey I've been on and I, I'm so glad you brought that up because um I've I've talked to a couple people I talked to Cash Bunny about this mm. and, and uh 
you know, she had a video and she, and I was, she was talking about, oh, like, you know, I told her like basically I was excited for a next post or something. And she's like, told me she's working on something and that, you know, it's not where she wants it yet. And that there's some things that she's like, that she's like, uh, you know, trying to tweak or whatever. And then she puts it out and then everyone goes crazy for it. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, yo, look, yeah. everyone loved it. Yeah. And I think as a creator, you, a journey you go on of self-realization that like your standards are always higher than everyone else's in the sense of like, I can tell you how many times, like for my first, my first project last year, I left thinking I bombed it for some reason. I remember like I was just, mm -hmm. I was just bummed because I, I was just all these things I planned to do and it didn't work out that way because of how crazy the set was, et cetera. And I'm sitting there like bummed out, like, oh, I didn't, and then, and then turns out I edit both videos and send them and they love them. Right. And I think as you well, go, well. you start realizing along the way to like give yourself a break and be easy on yourself because I'm, I'm speaking from personality. Like I know for a fact, my standards are always like way higher than the clients usually because right. it's like you want it to be this. And it's like, and you, what Love. you deliver is like, they're like, Oh, this is awesome. And they didn't even expect it maybe or whatever. Right. And, the, and, and I think like you're, you can cripple yourself by like beating yourself up because you want it to be this, this way, but you're not like being aware enough to understand like you're just, you just have way higher expectations and you always will. And I feel like that's valuable because it's like, you want to be shooting for the sky, yeah. right? And that's how you become great. Yeah. It's like, you're never satisfied. You're always searching for more, but also understand like where you're at is where you're at. And like, that will like more than not, you're going to hit the mark, but yeah, you're yeah, aiming high. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what, I think what, the, what helps with that is, uh, is a couple of things. It's like, while you're working on it, that's the time to be, pretty critical like because things can be changed you know what I mean so like in pre-production your job your mind is thinking about all the stuff that can go wrong and how to fix everything right. like you have to think about every single situation I'm pretty sure when you guys were doing like you know the, the Coachella it, you're, you're thinking about every single thing that can go wrong and how to perfect any problems that might come up you know what I mean mm. and then when you finish creating something like the video or project and you're editing, you're constantly thinking, how can I make this better? How can I make this better? How can I make this better? So that's where your mind is at. Right. Once you release it, a lot of that, like, you know, you still have some doubt, like, man, I should have did this different. I should have did this different. But when you remove yourself from it and look at it the first time from its own entity, you're like, oh, that's pretty dope. Right. So I, I think that you got to understand, like, this is the time where my mind is going critical. And, and, and that's okay and then no one to cut it off but I have OCD so I've always struggled with like things being perfect and I remember one time in high school I drew like I took a five dollar bill uh, or um is Lincoln Lincoln's on the five right uh, like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> no idea no idea but I just spend it <laughs> okay there you go you're like what I only know Benjamin Frank. I don't, yeah I don't uh, know nothing about it but I just spend it <laughs> But but I took I took I took a, a five dollar bill and I drew Abraham Lincoln with a pen, and like it was amazing, and I couldn't erase because it was a pen, and I think that even if there's mistakes, sometimes the the beauty is in the mistakes. Facts, right. super facts. I and, think and drawing that with a pen is different than the pencil. It's it's crazy mentally, but the beauty is in the mistakes. And when I was studying the paintings again, people were like buying paintings because it has some of the brush hair still in the painting from the artist. Mm, you know what I mean? Like they, they like some of that stuff, but when you pull back and you look at the painting as a whole, that's what it is. Right. So it's not about like 
worrying about this mistake here or this mistake here. Some people actually love that. And those mistakes actually cause you to figure out how to conquer that, like how to, how to overcome that obstacle. But you can't learn what to overcome if you don't even right. start. The, you know? the, so what, another example too is like being able to put certain things out that you don't normally put out like how I said earlier could like lead to new business and new avenues of creating. Right. So like for you, you went and even out of your own money created, uh, I don't know, is the video done yet? The video you did with Cal, the one with the Lakers shit. That's funny that we're talking about that. Cause that's the last, yeah, that's, that's something that I was uh, holding back on, which is it's funny like that that's his topic. From being done. Yeah. Yep. So, so like that, so that video alone, right. All right. It's, it, you went out of your way to create something that was literally out of your own pocket. It was out of your guys' own ideas. But for you, just to give an example, you're creating a music video for Cal Scrooby, who's on the podcast as well. You know, everyone knows Cal. Uh, but you went out, you went and shot something, um, got a bunch of different green screen shots or whatever, and you're creating like this. Tell me tech wise if I'm saying this wrong. For, is it like a 4D world environment that you're putting Cal in with with green screen? Yeah, and we can't say too much. Right. But yes. Okay. So it's that crazy. just to give you an example is creating like it, it's crazy. It's not just a regular thing. It's crazy. It's, it's insane. I've never done it before on this scale ever. But, but okay. So with that point, like you went out of your way and you're testing an idea to showcase by like no one, no one really is going to come to Jr. right now for that that type of video because they don't know. Oh uh, no, you're, man. Oh, you're already getting books nah. like that. They, no, they used to. They used to only start coming to me and like Kavika, like, "Hey, we got TV replacements. Hey, we got text messages." And now I was like, "Yo, we can do so much more than TV replacements and text messages and all these videos." Right. But because we, because we used to do those and we did it so well, you know what I mean? That people are like, "Oh," and they pigeonhole you into that box. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I gotta do things that we want to get hired for. And then remember with that Grand Bell I told you about, that was something that I thought we needed a lot of money for. And that ended up giving, getting me to stop by Southwest back in the day. Uh, you can check out the story in the old podcast. Right. But that that's something that I was like, oh, I need this, I need this. And literally on the set, our light broke. And I was sitting there with just a house lamp as our main source of light and still figured it out. Right. So I don't, I don't recommend going into stuff trying to be like that. But something magical happens when you just try everything you can. Exactly. You, you figure it out. Something magical just happens where you're like, oh, okay, I got it. I figured it out. My point like, My point on it is you at the time when you started that Cal shoot and started creating the project, you wanted to create that to showcase people as like spec, yo, I do this, right? Like, and... I can right. do this style right. and I can create something that looks like this. That's unreal. People haven't seen this before, whatever. Now, now people can understand that you do more than just TV replacements or, uh, painting things out or whatever. Like they can understand that you do, et cetera, because you're, you're testing it. You may get to experiment different on music videos, but that only goes as far as what people are going to assume that you can do. This is a way for you to showcase what you can do in your talents and ability around this style of creating. And then, but like you've been working on it forever. So is there like a level to like, yeah. you want to stunt on people and show them how far this shit is. But at the same time, that's going to come back to if you're just, if you're your own boss, you're the one that's dictating when you're going to release this uh, and putting the pressure on yourself to make sure that it's fire because you can really release it whenever. So you're like, oh yeah, I could re- I'm going to release this next week. And then you like look at it and you're like, wait, what if I do this? Yeah. How, how do yeah. you deal with that type of shit? I, I think that it goes back to like the like the psychological aspect of it of 
of safety and our minds like love things that are safe. Mm. So it's a survival mechanism. So anything in life, like where we're at is comfortable, we're safe. You know what I mean? So right. even though we say we want to be farther, we we are surviving every day in the capacity that we're living right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So you're like, oh, I want to do this. I want to quit my job. I want to move. I want to do this. But then your mind is like, but we are alive. <laughs> and you're like, but I'm hungry. I have no money. I have no whatever. You're like, but we're alive. And I'm not sure if we do all of that, that I can guarantee that you're going to be alive. You see what I mean? So there's a fear aspect of things that are changing. But once you've done it before over and over, and I forgot who kind of said this, but once you do it over and over, now you're like, oh, this is the new normal. Like, this is safe. Like, this is safe uh, not having a nine to five and getting clients myself. Like, right. we can survive like this. Right. Man. You know what I mean? So when you're trying to go to that next level, you're, it is a fear of success because you don't know if you're going to survive. You don't know if it's going to be successful. You don't know if you're going to survive. And so you have to make that, that fear of being where you are greater than the fear of being where you're going. So you have to tell your brain, oh, no, like, this isn't safe. I would go crazy if I keep doing this. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. We're in, we're in danger. Like, I'm, I'm dying inside. I'm not living right now. Right. So let me live, and then I would thrive in that environment. So I think that that's kind of a different way to kind of answer your question, but that's it. Getting to that next spot and saying that I'm safe doing that. So once I do the cows thing, like, oh, I, I've done it before. If I would have done it 10 times, then the 11th time yeah, would be as hard as doing it first time. Right. That's the hard part. Yeah, My I've, brain doesn't know what it is to complete that. Yeah, I think that's that's like the where it comes down to like, you know, confidence come from, comes from repeated action in the sense of like things are scary and you overanalyze them until you do them and then you realize it's like the same is that you go in a haunted house you're, you're scared as shit to go in the haunted house then you go in the haunted house and you get out and you're like that was fun that was literally me yeah like that was me I was t I, I, I literally I don't watch scary movies and I remember as a kid like I would be low key freaking out but you want to act cool for your friends so you're just like I'm, but I'm still freaking out then you go through and you get out and you start laughing like yeah that was dope the you're like thing, nah you were scared of shit the good thing is that when we went my squad was so big that I was at the back end so when they scared the front of my squad I was like oh cool I know what's gonna happen yeah. and then I was just like out. It was, yeah. a, it was a, it a tap it out. I did ruin it. And now I've gone to some yeah, more since then. I scared the shit out of you. Anyway, yo, I want to hit up a haunted house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to, I want to end here. I want to end here though. Cause I feel like this is the conclusion of it. And it's like, uh -huh. it's the part of knowing when it's good enough and that letting go, you know? Cause I think there's no project that pro I bet, I bet if we asked all of us, me, you, JR, any of our friends, like, is there any, like, do you, is there any project that you look back and there isn't something you would like, be like, oh, I would change that. Because every project I've ever done or every photo or every video or whatever I look back on, I'm like, I would have done this. Like, oh, that messes up. Like, you know, that th I would have, this shot's a little messed up or right. maybe like this, this thing got messed up or I would have done this differently. And it's like, you have yeah. to just take those punches. Like, I really think there's growth in that. And I love, sometimes I'll sit there and look back at all the things I've done and like reflect and kind of, you know, you analyze, but also you kind of like appreciate because you're like, damn, you know, here was this, yeah. and then the, or all your work is time markers, you know, and right. like it, yeah, there's a journey, there's a journey in that, and I feel like Jr. said it when when we when we were talking 
or we could talk about this from the spence of like when we first got out here and we were cracking on shit and think about all the projects that we were doing and we we're trying to hit these crazy deadlines, right? Like Chris yeah. Brown music videos, the doc, all these projects we were doing, we were flipping things around really quick, trying to hit these deadlines. And when you drop it, it's like, all right, cool. That's the best I could do at that time with the, with what mm-hmm. I was allowed. Right. Um, my favorite thing is when you look back, it's like, yeah, of course you're going to look at it and be like, damn, I should have done this shit different. But you saying it's a time marker to me, it is like a, yeah. a stamp into like an achievement or like a period in time where you'll remember like, Oh, this is when I learned to do that better. Or this is what, oh I, my God. You're you know right. what I mean? You're right. But you have to finish in order to, to learn those lessons. You can't yes. get the lesson. Until you yes, finish. exactly. And, and, uh, I, and I would wrap it up with this. Like, it's going to be okay. Right. Like you might really mess up. Clients might yell at you. Like it, your biggest fear of it sucking might actually be right sometimes. Like, yeah, but you're going to bounce back and be okay. Right. And once you, once you fuck up so bad and you think it's the end of the world and then like you bounce back from that, it's very dangerous. Right. Because <laughs> then your fear of failing is so little but you have to go through that failure and know like, oh, it's going to be like, I was working on Drake tour visuals and I fucked up. It was horrible. Like horrendous. It was horrible. And, um, <laughs> it, it was, it was horrible. I overextended myself. I was doing way too much. And, but I bounced back from that. And now it's like, I'm not afraid of like anything. So sometimes when I'm talking to a client, it kind of sounds weird because I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid because I've done failed so many times and if I were to stop that, that, that would have happened a long time ago that would have happened like 10 you know, 15 years ago I've failed so many times that it's not scary to fail anymore because I know that I can figure out how to get back because I've gotten here now so, I, so worst case scenario I can get back so it's going to be okay but the beautiful thing is it's rare that you're going to fail if you tried your hardest right so you really don't even have to worry about that. If yeah. you just try your hardest and release it, you don't have to worry about it. But if that's your fear, it's going to fear. It's going to be okay. You really got to know that. Yeah, I think that it's, it's becoming, becoming comfortable in that. You know, like, you know how everyone always says, like, you know, oh, the greats, the greats, like, embrace failure. And it's, like, all so cliche yeah. and it's hard as shit to really embrace in real life because no one likes to fail. Right. No one. But it's, like, you you know, you got to where you are because you got skills. And if you trust that and you really like believe in yourself, then it's like things mess up. You're going to get back to the same spot. Like I bet for you that Drake thing, it feels like could feel like one of the biggest things you had ever done. But then like you think, Oh, I'll never get an opportunity like this again, maybe or whatever. Right. People can relate to a thought like that. And then it's like, and then like, a, a, like three months later, you got a job on the same level. You're right. like, it's like yeah, the, exactly. the, the skills are still there. It doesn't leave, you know? Like, well, it's like in the short film I did, you know, when when all, all y'all came out and saw it, it was like, oh, this is the accomplishment. Like, there, there's two levels of people that got something from the film, but then there was people like, oh, man, I was I wanted to do a short and I didn't do it, or I had an idea for this, and now I'm going to go do that, and I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, so many people came to me like, I've been sitting on this idea, man, it wasn't perfect, blah, blah, but like, seeing you do your film and screening and Hollywood and Chicago, like right. it, it got me. It got me to the point where I want to go do my thing. I was like, oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize there's a whole other thing. So there's other things of inspiring, inspiring people, future jobs you might get, like you just talked about, Ben. Like there's so many other things that are waiting for you on the other side that if you just finish, you can start seeing those things. But they don't come until you 
until you finish. Major you don't facts. get you don't get any of that until you finish. Right, I love that. Everyone go check out A minor. Everyone check out JR's uh, <laughs> short film A minor. You gotta check it out. Uh, is that available somewhere, JR? Yeah, I'm releasing it. ASAP, I uh, got to change the final music because I don't have the rights to that. Okay, bet. But, um, yo, yeah, change that. But follow me on Instagram so you <laughs> know where everything's releasing. Yeah, follow there's JR. There's so much coming up, y'all. There's so much coming up. I know, I believe it. Yeah, uh, so Instagram, JR Strickland, also Nocturnal FX. Yes, follow me. No I don't get no applause. No, you know, you oh, can't. Him, I just him, had to him. look at which pad it was. Yeah, <laughs> JR. This is also my other favorite uh, preset that came with this shit. And I swear to God, audience, we won't do this all the time. But this is my favorite. They like pre. They bring in like this intro song, and I like just doing this. And that's it for JR Strickland. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, that's what is that? <laughs> Yo, okay. So, JR, we always wrap. We always wrap the podcast, the morning roast with the question of the day from our Patreon community. Um, yep. And so as everyone knows, uh, we do, do we do that every week. Um, so if you want a chance to ask a question, you can go join us at jointhehomies.com and ask your question on our private Discord channel. But I want you to weigh in on this one. I don't want to get too deep into it because I think that there was a great conversation that happened today that it just spawned off and there was all kinds of communication about it. But just for a quick tip on this suggestion, there was a creator named Luke. And Luke asked, if you're going from a full-time job and you're getting into, we're going to do an entire morning roast on this. So this will just be a brief response. But if you're going to go from a full-time job and tap into um, going freelance, right? When, what For you, what would you answer this as, when is it okay for, like how, how, do you, how should you start building your clientele? Like how should you go about starting to find clientele? Obviously you have your job. You don't want to leave it too, too soon, but um, you do want to go freelance full-time. So when do you find that safe point to jump ship? And also like, how would you go about doing that? This is funny because Ben is the one that told me when we were, when I was about to leave riveting, like, yo, get your stuff together, man. I did. Like, yeah. get those stuff. So I was like, I'm scared to talk to people. People come on my own. Hey, that piece okay, of advice, yo, that piece of advice, I gave, <laughs> the piece of advice I gave you, uh, got me in deep shit with Lauren. Cause I talked to JR the night I got back to Iowa and I haven't been home in a long time. And, uh, she was trying to hang out with me and I sat on the phone for two hours of JR. Like, <laughs> oh, yo, get your shit together and just fucking connect with people. That was like what I kept saying. Yeah. That's what boys are for though. That is what boys are for. <laughs> I think, I think you got, I think you just gotta, uh, use what you got and, and don't try to, don't try to do anything crazy. Like just use what you got and understand that if you're waiting for it to be a perfect time, a, a perfect client to come along and sweep you off your feet, you know what I mean? And you're like, now I'm gonna leave because I'm secure. That, that might not ever happen. Right. So it's using what you got and understanding that, um, well, what was I gonna say? It's like using what you got and understanding there's never a right time and that you just, there's no ceiling when you're on your own and there's no floor. Right. So because there's no floor, it's going to be terrifying if you keep looking down. Right. So if you're like, Oh, I'm going to leave this job. But what if I, I don't have money. What if I don't get clients? What if I don't do this? But you got to understand there's, there's also no ceiling. Yeah. So if you trust yourself to just do everything you possibly, everything you possibly can, like everything in your power that you possibly can, which includes not only getting better at the work, but again, taking care of your mentals, like Marshawn said, like taking care of your mind and then studying the other parts that you haven't studied, studying the business, studying trends, studying right. where things are going, studying how to talk to people, how to do all that stuff. All that stuff is just as important as studying the art. 
So don't wait for no right time. There ain't going to be no right time. Facts. And there ain't going to be no right transitions. And you're not going to get the clients that you want, wrapping it up like what we talked about earlier, until you start doing the projects that you want to do. Yeah, so damn. those clients will come once they see that, you, that you're doing it. So... Man, if anyone's was, ever blessed enough, that, 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 that was scripture. That was fucking scripture. If, if anyone's ever, if, if anyone's ever blessed enough to get Jr's phone number, you can get this shit on the daily. Yeah, on the if you daily, call this guy. dog. That was crazy. <laughs> this no, is what it is. No floor and also no ceiling. I love we're it. We're writing that down, bro, because I'm gonna do. We're doing an episode on its own because we had a great career conversation today. Yeah, it was unreal. There's so much more uh, to talk perfect. about. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yo, thank you very much, bro. Appreciate you doing this. this is our first time testing out this whole new system of bringing a guest on. Yeah, we like, had. I, that was fun. I want to do that more often. I feel like it went well, right? It, I feel like it did. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Everybody loved it, man. Uh, yo, thank you so much, bro. Um, big shout out to everyone. Shout out to our new Patreon member, Dominique Davenport, for joining the Patreon. That's fucking awesome. Um, and anyone who leaves a review on our iTunes, that's sick. Shout out to JR for doing this. Check out the links are going to be in our, our description. Um, so wherever you're listening to this, go follow JR right now. Um, and that's it. And, and what you guys doing is like, it's, it's amazing. Wait, I'm interrupting your ending. It's amazing what you guys are doing. So, like, thank you guys for doing this. And if you're if you're in this Patreon group or in Black Window Cream or anything, please understand that this wasn't all Fuck. available to people. Like, this is gold. Like, what you guys have is gold. So please don't take it for granted when you're listening to these interviews. Like, it's a lot for, for Ben and Dave to get to the position where they even know these people, Man. let alone take the time to, like, teach you what they're doing so like don't take it for granted because these are resources that they wish they had that i wish i had and that's the only reason why we're kind of like trying to give it back because this is you're sitting on gold so i know a lot of people are taking it in but like if you're not you really need to get to it and like listen to this stuff right because this is amazing thank you appreciate it bro for real for real also i'll end i'll end right here uh if you haven't listened to his interview i promise you do yourself a favor I'll never, I'll literally never forget the moment. I was driving home from the camera rental store in San Antonio, still trying to figure shit out. And I listened to JR's interview and I swear I was so inspired. Like my heart rate was up. And, uh, so just go fucking listen. (laughs) And trust me, you're going to like it. I, I, uh, I'll tell you right now it's episode six. All right. Go to black window cream. Go to YouTube. I knew that off top. You heard You said six. Yeah. Oh Oh, shit. There we go. All right. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone for listening. All right. Boom. Boom. Boom.